Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole, or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. That's C-O-N-C-E-R-N-I-N-G-H-I-M.com. The Apostle Paul is in prison in Rome. We have been following his travels throughout the Mediterranean world and most recently saw him come to Rome. He spent two years in the city of Rome while he was in prison, chained to a guard there, waiting for his appearance before Caesar. And we've been looking at the prison epistles, the letters that he wrote while he was in prison in the city of Rome. Uh, Today we'll be looking at Paul's letter to the Philippians. This was perhaps the uh, fourth of the letters that we have known as the prison, prison epistles, which he wrote from the city of Rome. And as we examine this letter, uh, we will see his heart for the church at Philippi and his desire to thank them uh, for what they had done on his behalf. Let's pray as we begin our session today. Our Father in heaven, we thank you once again for the opportunity that you've given us to look into your word, to hear what it says, and to consider its meaning for our lives today. We thank you once again for the Apostle Paul for his desire to share the love of the Lord Jesus wherever he went and to see everyone uh, that he came into contact with have an awareness and understanding of the good news of Jesus Christ, which can lead to forgiveness of sins and salvation. We pray for your blessing on our session. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you'll remember that Philippi was a city that Paul visited first on his second missionary journey in Acts chapter 16. This was the site where Lydia uh, came to know the Lord Jesus and the Philippian jailer who was in charge of the prison where Paul and Silas were held received the gospel of Jesus and his household as well. Paul and Silas had been imprisoned there for their faithful witness to the Lord Jesus Christ, and the church at Philippi had started as a result of those events. As Paul is writing this letter to the Philippians while he's in prison in Rome, the purpose of the letter was for the apostle to thank the church at Philippi for the gift that they had sent. This was most likely a financial gift that had been sent to him while he was in chains. And to let the church there know, uh, as his secondary purpose, that Epaphroditus, who had been the one to bring the gift to Paul, had recovered from his serious sickness and was about to return to uh, the city of Philippi. Let's take a look quickly at each of the four chapters of this short letter. Philippians chapter 1. Paul begins by introducing himself and Timothy as authors of the letter and addresses it to the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi along with the overseers and deacons. Philippians, then, is addressed not only to the congregation in general, but to the leadership of the church as well. Paul extends grace and peace, his two most common greetings, 
and reflecting the common greetings of the, the Greek and Hebrew worlds. These things, grace and peace, come from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He then gives thanks for the Philippians and tells them that he regularly gives thanks for them with joy because of their partnership with him in the gospel in verse 3. He expresses his love for the believers at Philippi in verse 7 and his desire that their love would increase and that they would be filled with the fruit of righteousness. Then in verses 12 through 18, Paul writes about his imprisonment and the way that God has used it to actually spread the gospel of Jesus. He says the gospel has become known throughout the whole imperial guard in verse 13. Uh, it has also given others boldness to witness for Christ, he says in verse 14. He even tells us that he doesn't worry about the motivations with which Christ is preached, whether from envy and rivalry or from goodwill, as long as Christ is proclaimed, Paul says he rejoices in verses 15 and 16. Now, that's an incredible statement for the apostle to make. He is not concerned about who is doing the proclaiming of the gospel and really even what their motivations are for sharing the gospel as long as the true and accurate message of Jesus Christ is being shared. This allows Paul to write about his joy and expectation then in verses 19 through 30. He says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain, in verse 21. He says he would rather go and be with Christ, but to remain alive would be an encouragement to other believers, and so he was convinced that he would remain to assist with their progress and joy in the faith. He uh, admonishes them then um, that they should live a life worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ and uh, be even willing to suffer on behalf of Christ in verses 27 through 29. As we move into chapter 2, Paul begins by uh, challenging the believers to have the same mindset or one mind, a united mind that does nothing out of selfishness, but exhibits the humility of Christ. In the wonderful Christological section of verses 5 through 11 of chapter 2, Paul reminds the church at Philippi, uh, that Jesus was fully God and yet did not consider his status as God something to be clung to at all costs, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant and being born in the likeness of men in verses 6 and 7. This shows that Jesus was willing to take on humanity for our sakes. It doesn't mean that he sacrificed any of his deity. He was still fully God even in the incarnation, uh, but he was willing to take on humanity and then to sacrifice even greater in his humanity in becoming obedient to the Father to the point of death, even the horrific and shameful demeaning death that was death on a cross. 
And because of this, God has highly exalted him and given him the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Paul then says that believers in Christ can shine like lights in a dark world when they act blamelessly and innocently in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation in chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. Paul wants his readers to hold fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ, when Christ returns and establishes his kingdom, that he would be proud that he did not run or labor in vain, having seen uh, the people that he led to Christ go on to continue in their faith. He finishes up chapter 2 by writing about his desire to send Timothy to the city of Philippi, to the church there, uh, that he desired that this would be soon, and to see how the church was doing, and Paul was trusting the Lord that not only would this take place, but that he himself might actually be able to visit soon as well. So he had an expectation that his imprisonment uh, was going to come to an end and that he would be released. He also speaks of sending Epaphroditus back to them since they had heard that he was very near death with sickness, but God showed mercy to him. So the return of Epaphroditus would bring the Philippians great joy to see the man who had almost died to take their gift to Paul. In moving into chapter 3, Paul begins chapter 3 reminding his readers to watch out for dogs, as he calls them. This is a metaphor for those who preached a gospel that included adherence to the law of Moses. This was actually no gospel at all. He presented his reasons why he could boast in his flesh if salvation were keeping by the law in verses 4 through 6. He gives his credentials as a Pharisee. But he says whatever gained these things were to him in the past, now he counts them as loss even as uh, refuse, as garbage, in order to gain Christ. Listen to verses 8 through 11. He says, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes uh, through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain to the resurrection from the dead." Paul goes on to speak about how he has not already attained this goal, uh, but that he pushed forward, forgetting what was behind, striving toward what was ahead, in verse 13. He calls all who are mature to think this way, in verse 15, and to imitate him and those who walk according to this example. This is in contrast to those who walk as enemies of the cross of Christ, 
They glory in the things of this world, but Paul says our citizenship is in heaven, and we are awaiting the return of Christ from there to transform our bodies to be like his glorious body, verses 20 and 21. Then in Philippians chapter 4, Paul addresses a dispute between two specific individuals, Euodia and Syntyche, and asks them to agree on the dispute in the Lord. These uh, two women who have labored side by side in the work of the gospel had some kind of falling out with one another, and Paul very publicly urges them to get along together, to put their differences aside and work things out. He encourages the church to rejoice in the Lord and think about pure and godly things. They are to keep their minds and thoughts pure before the Lord in verses 8 and 9. Paul thanks the church again and rejoices for the gift that they had sent, although he lets them know that he is able to be content in any situation or circumstance. He says he is able to bear all things and endure all things through Christ who strengthens him, in verse 13. He reminds the Philippians of their help to him when he had first established the church and departed from Macedonia in verse 15, and says that their gift uh, to him was a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God, and that God would richly supply all their needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus in verse 19. Paul closes out the letter with general greetings to all in Philippi, and from the brothers who were with him in verse 21, we find out that there are saints in Rome within Caesar's household in verse 22, showing how powerful the witness to Christ was during this time. Wonderful testimony that Paul had while he was in Rome. Paul finishes by saying, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And so we have examined now all four of Paul's prison epistles, Ephesians, Colossians, Philemon, and this letter to the Philippians. Next time we will find out what happened to the Apostle Paul after his first Roman imprisonment. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash partner.